is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? This is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. First down. Hand off, Elliott plowing to the goal line. Barry, sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it into the touchdown. Here are Mickey Spagnola, Brian Broaddus, Rob Phillips, and Bill Jones. The players' parking lot here at the Star in Frisco is starting to fill up with cars. It's time to get back to work. It is. We're past the bye week now. It's time for the Titans, and this is Talking Cowboys. Bill Jones along with Brian Broaddus, Rob Phillips, Mickey Spagnola, Kent Garrison taking your phone calls, and we will take your phone calls today as there's lots to get to, 888-855-2297. And, of course, we were here yesterday wrapping up the weekend, and then later in the day yesterday the Cowboys break some news as they get set to start their work week here at the Star as a change has been made on the coaching staff. Paul Alexander is out, and Mark Colombo promoted from assistant offensive line coach to offensive line coach, and Hudson Houck is coming back. Of course, the 40-year or so veteran of coaching is coming back. Uh, he was with the Cowboys from 93 to 01, and then again from 08 to through the 2011 season, and he's going to be an advisor on the staff. We'll see how uh, what his role actually will be once he, we start seeing some practices out there and so forth. But uh, let's get some initial reaction right off the top. Uh, Rob, you want to start? Uh, something had to change up front. I think we've talked about it ad nauseum, really, that everything starts up front. If you want to talk about the passing game, not making plays downfield, uh, consistently, the running game not being consistent. Mari Cooper coming in can help, but you got to have time. You got to have pass protection. You got to open holes. And they decided to go at the top in terms of coaching staff and make a move with Paul Alexander and uh, see if that can change. Now, the question is what, what changes with him coming in? Do they just go back to what they used to do in terms of techniques and things that have worked in the past? We'll see. Uh, but this is two O line changes, coaching changes in the last two years. So uh, regardless of who's in, involved there, they've got to figure out what the difference is between the road and AT&T Stadium. Because AT&T Stadium's been okay. It's, it's, it's fixing what's been the issue on the road. And I think what happened in the running game specifically against Washington was really alarming. All right, let's that, was, that was a big concern. Yeah, I'm going to let you finish. Okay. No, I, want, I, want, I want to go I'm with done. Mickey next because I want to give the proper introduction to Brian here in just a second. So, Mickey, your initial reaction. We got a reason for this. Oh, okay. okay. I would just wonder what proper was. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing proper with this group. <laughs> um, I think we kind of beat around the bush last week about this. Possibility? Being a possibility. To me, and I, and I sensed it, it's like it just seemed to be a bad fit. It was like a disconnect. And um, I think they finally decided, okay, we got to do something. We... The last two road games, Ezekiel Elliott ran the ball 35 times for 88 yards. Something wasn't working up front. They've, Dak Prescott has been sacked 23 times. Only four teams in the league have given up more sacks going into this past weekend. And three of them were Buffalo, San Francisco, and the Giants. And those teams... Buffalo has the most wins of all those three teams. They got two. The fourth team was Houston, and I believe they suffered seven sacks in one game before the Cowboys played them. So the average going into week eight of the season was teams were suffering 16.3 sacks to that point. The Cowboys given up 23, and, and they still got nine games to play. Figure it out. The pace is 50. Yeah. So – I just think something had to change up front. The guys were not playing, and I, I'll just use Lael Collins as an example. I know Travis Frederick's not there, and I understand Joe Looney is not Travis Frederick, and I understand about the rookie, but Lael Collins was looking like he was getting it last year, the second half, at right tackle, and I think he regressed. Now, why he regressed, I, I don't know, but I think – Obviously, they were looking for reasons why this offense wasn't functioning. They brought in Amari Cooper, 
And then they made the change on the offensive line. And frankly, I thought from the beginning uh, that Mark Colombo should have gotten the job. I, th I thought he, he looked the part. He sounded the part. I think the players reacted to him. And, and the fact they brought in HUD, it's like, well, okay, Colombo's never had the room by himself. And maybe you just needed a sounding board to bring in a guy that you've been around uh, for 13 years over, over two different st stints. So, uh, and it wasn't like they woke up Monday morning and said, oh, let's do this, right? HUD's already here. Yep. Yeah. He we'll, was here yesterday. And we'll yeah. talk more about Hudson here in just here right. in just a second. Uh, okay, Brian, I want to get your thoughts on the change, but also uh, you have a unique attire today. Yeah, I, just before we get started, though, I, I know we have a lot of fans in the U.K., and uh, a you know, tragedy happened for one of our uh, – uh, we have a lot of uh, fans in, uh, in, in Leicester City and London, all over Europe, really, but I, I just wanted us to know that – you know, we're thinking with uh, with the, the our English side in Leicester City. Uh, you know, they tragically lost the, their uh, owner in a helicopter crash. And, you know, Dan Turner is one of our great friends over there who, uh, you know, we've really got to know. And he's a longtime Leicester City fan. And I just wanted to know that all of us here were thinking of you guys. Uh, we love all you guys over there, and uh, we're sorry about your loss. So today I'll, I'll honor you with, uh, with the scarf and uh, – and hope that uh, this gets you guys through a little bit. And the 60-year-old owner of the team was one, yeah. of, one of five people on board the aircraft when it uh, yeah. burst into flames after crashing in a parking lot yes. uh, next to King Power Stadium, yeah. I think after their match uh, on Saturday. Yeah. Uh, a statement described the chairman as a man of kindness, of generosity, and Absolutely. a man whose life was defined by the love he devoted to his family and those he so successfully led. I'm not about to try to pronounce his, his no, name. It's, it's very difficult. <laughs> Go but, online. Uh, but yeah, but, if, yeah. If you go online and listen to, and, and read the story about Leicester City, and, and this is a team that was 5,000 to 1 to win the Premier Championship, Premier League Championship, and they did it a couple of years ago. It's a, it's a great story. It's the greatest underdog story it, in the history of professional tremendous. sports, honestly. Yeah. But, they're, but they're going through yeah. some tough times right now with this loss. So we just yeah. want to let everybody know. Our here thoughts on, are with you. Yeah, we're all thinking about you over there, and that's why we're doing this. I that's should why have I'm wore doing. my shirt. I yeah. didn't think of it. No. No, it just, Danny it, gave me one when yeah. we went over there. It yeah. says Mickey on the back, too. It does. does it really? yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Wear it tomorrow. Great tomorrow? looking, yeah, looking kit. Great right. looking kit. Um, my thoughts on this, and I think Mickey hit the nail on the head. I think Rob was very good with his assessment as well. Now it's on the players. It, it, this, is, this is really on the players. The, you know, we've, we've talked about throughout, though, that, that they need to play better as, a, as an offensive line. They don't need to give up hits. They don't need to give up pressures. They don't need to give up sacks. They need to do better in the running game. So uh, Mark Colombo, I think, will come in and do a, an outstanding job. I think he's prepared. I think he's ready. I think he has the respect in that room. I like them bringing in Hudson Houck, longtime guy. Hud will be a great sounding board like Mickey's talking about. Had a chance to visit with him yesterday. He's excited about being back and in, in, back in, in potentially helping out here any way that he can. But now this is on, as Rob said, the last two years, this team on the offensive line has had two different offensive line coaches. Okay, you know, you don't do that unless, you know, you talk about what's going on. Is there a fit? Is it uh, the fact the players aren't responding? You know, I, I think now that, that to me, there's really not any excuse. There's not any excuse. You know, Mark Colombo will get them prepared. HUD will get them prepared. But now it's on Lyle Collins to be better. It is on uh, – uh, Smith, Tyron Smith, Smith to be better. Yeah. It's on Zach Martin to be better. This group is a very capable group. They just have not played like a capable group right now. And I think that's the biggest problem I have. You can change out the coach. You don't always get to change out the players. I don't know if you necessarily want to change out these players from what we've seen in the past, but I, I will put the ball now in their court. They have got to find a way these last nine weeks or so to play better as a unit find a way to protect the quarterback, run the football better, and get this offense going to the level it needs to play at so that they can make some type of a run for the division and then get into the playoffs. Because from a talent standpoint, there's a lot of teams in the NFL that would take this, this group, this, oh, sure. this talent No question. And, uh, and But, you know, Brian said it again. Frank Pollock got fired last year really for those last eight games of the season. Right. Dak got sacked. You know, Mickey pointed out the stats. 32 sacks for Dak last year. I think 22 were in the final eight games. And now you've got a seven-game stretch that's very similar. 
he's just not getting enough protection. And uh, and when Zeke is not, is kind of on again, off again, home road, look, something has to change because everything, the foundation of this offense is what they do up front. And, and that's why partly why they kind of went with a committee at wide receiver to start because I think they felt like that well we can control the line of scrimmage yes it hasn't happened at least not consistently and again not in those four losses they've had away from home you know um and I, I agree with what all of you are saying um Colombo was a candidate for the job back in the spring and I think one of the big things is recognizing quickly that okay you made a mistake or whatever it might, however you want to term it and go ahead and make the move. And maybe they they're making this move in time to salvage what's yeah, going on. I think here. Mickey's absolutely right. I thought it was a very odd fit mm-hmm. considering that. Yeah. You and know, you as far had, as his, uh, yeah. what is, what is Paul Alexander in his history in Cincinnati, as far as his coaching st- technique and, and we, so the, forth? The, one of the, when everybody talks about what his, his, the way the hand placement thing was right. like high hand, low hand, you know, they talk about zone blocking, power blocking. They talk about all the different things that the changes that they've had to make. They, you know, this I, I, this one to me, and I need to dig a little bit further, but, you know, I felt like that that Jason's brother, John, coached with Paul Alexander while, they, while he was at Cincinnati. And so, you know, there's there probably, a, bit of a, connection probably there. a connection there as far as what's going on. So, you know, I, I was – I was hopeful that Mark was going to get this job. And I'm, and I'm not looking at this as hindsight. I'm just thinking – I was trying to think of how do you keep consistency? How do you keep con- – and so to come in and say, okay – and Mickey's right about Lyle Collins. He, his, his technique has gotten worse from last year. And I think a lot of it and, – and talking to a couple of players about it as well, they were saying the worst thing that could have happened to Lyle Collins is they changed coaches. That's the worst thing that could have happened to him because now he was having to think everything out, rethink it again. And even Paul Alexander, if you go back and listen to his interview, he's like, well, some guys get it and some guys haven't got it. I think that interview last week to me, if you go back and watch it on DallasCowboys.com, I think it's very telling. I think it's very telling that, that you know, and, and I'm not saying he's going to rip his offensive line and say, oh, this and that, and, you know, we have to do this and do that. And, you know, Tyron Smith's great. And I, I don't think you need to be a former NFL scout or a writer or a TV man or anything to see this offensive line wasn't playing well enough. It just wasn't. And, and you know, for him to stand up there and say, oh, no, everything is okay. Yeah, it was and, kind of a big shoulder shrug. Yeah, honestly. it's it's like, I well, mean, you know, what what they I, I just teach. That's all I do. Yeah. No, you're more than that. You're more than that, you know. And find a way to, to get this. This group right here is at one time was one of the top four or five lines in the league, and right now they're not. They're not that. And, and this team, and if you listen to the owner, general manager talk this morning, he he expects a lot from this offensive line. He expects the way that he is comp, the way he used resources to get them, and the way the resources he's used to pay them. He expects a lot, and if it's not living up to his standards, then by all means make this change. But I, I, I agree with Mickey. I thought it was a very, very bad fit to begin with because I think it compromised some of the development of the guys you had that you were counting on. One more stat that Mickey – I don't know if you pointed this one out. Dak's rookie year, 25 sacks the entire season. And, again, every sack that he takes is not solely on the offensive line. No, Sometimes he's no. holding the ball too long. Yep. But – uh, or guys not getting open. Yeah, yeah there you go. Yeah, yeah. Covers sack or whatever, but that's that's indicative of the shift we've seen with this O line since 2016, when when this was a dominant offense. See, this is all new to us. I think. I think this is new because we didn't expect. And I'm sorry, I shouldn't speak for everybody. This is new to me because I didn't expect this offensive line to have the struggles it's having. I didn't expect them to go out there and be the. Oh wait, they're giving up pressure. Oh, they're not running the ball? Oh, they're not, you know. I didn't well, expect it. I expected, yeah. you know, with the loss with Travis Frederick, I was worried. I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm not. I wasn't. I was worried how – but Joe Looney has not been the problem. Joe Looney hasn't been the problem. But as a group, they have not played as well as I thought that they would play. And that, I think that – I think that's why you make the change. I think that's why the front office said, no, we need better from this group. And if it means Mark Colombo coming in here and saying, all right, listen, guys, I'm going to try and do this for you. I'm going to try and help you with technique. I'm going to try and get you better. We're going to think about things. We're going to go back to some of the things that we're good at. You know, it's it's like Paul Alexander maybe said, hey, I want you guys to do it this way. For 24 years, he did it that way. 
you know, but maybe that doesn't work. Well, obviously it doesn't work with this group because the man lost his job. You know, and, and I didn't point it out, but in seven games, the quarterback's also been hit 46 times. Yeah. So let's do the math on that. They're yeah. not even halfway through the season. He's on pace to get hit 100 times? Yeah. Seriously? Yeah. Something's wrong. And and I'm, I agree with, with Brian that, you know, the guy's got to play better, but maybe there's a reason why they're, they're not, not playing, playing so aggressively. Right. And, and, you know, how many times have we seen, you know, I mean, Tyron Smith is not going to be perfect but he's close to it. Right. And he's getting beat off the line of scrimmage like he's thinking instead of just reacting and playing. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I just, I, I don't know. I, You know what? And, and the other thing that's going to help out also is having Travis Frederick there still there helping in practice. Yeah. Because those guys, he was their guy, right? He right. was the leader of the band, and he's still there helping, and maybe he has a bigger voice now. Yeah. with uh, Colombo there. Maybe he feels like he could say more. I don't know if these guys would admit it, but there might be some relief here. Yeah. yeah I mean, maybe they, they might again, be in their mind. They're like, you know what? Everybody will probably say the right thing. Yeah. But. but deep down inside, when they all get together for a steak dinner, yeah. they'll say, you know what? It is on us. But you know what? Let's 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 listen to Mark. Let's figure out, you know, Mark is a hard nosed guy. I mean, and I, I just see I see him bringing a different attitude to this. I, I love guy. watching. I love watching Mark coach. I really do. Fourth year, fourth yeah, year yeah. on the staff here. Yeah. Yeah. He was hired as a coach here in 2015. He was here throughout the 2016 Since season. Scouting before that right? too. Yeah, and, so. uh, and uh, you know, I forgot about the scouting. Yeah, part. no, he, right. yeah. So yeah. you know, and the good thing is, normally it's very hard for a player to step off the field and into a coaching routine because you were buddies and now you're in charge. But he's had enough time span between right. when he last played till now. And, and I think that, uh, you know, you gain some respect. But it's almost like he did an internship. Well, he didn't play with any of these guys except for Tyron for maybe a year. Maybe Tyron's See, he, uh, his last year. No, I don't yeah. even think that. 2011? I think he left after no, he left. 20, no, after 2010 yeah. was 2010. his last year here. He, yeah. His last year playing was with the Dolphins in 2011, which would have been Tyron's first year here. So he did the scouting – yeah, but he was he did play for Hudson Hawk here. Yeah, That's right. So uh, I just think I think years. I just think it's a better fit. Well, I uh, think the room will be more. Mickey's nailed it here. No, I, no, he's more, right. From what I, I, he's right. More relaxed. From, I don't know. Yeah. That's the feeling you get around here after this move was made. However, the question I have, and you played offensive line, is like not you, very well. Well, you talked about consistency. Yeah. Do they just? say scrap what you've learned in the last six months and say let's go back to what we used to do can you do that on the fly i mean how how does that transition work you know i think you season? have i think you have one rookie guy you have one rookie there at left guard that probably will be a little bit shell-shocked to begin with his head's going to be swimming but but he's also the the good thing about this is mark colombo has been around these guys so they they that he knows their deficiencies you know, he knows, okay, they, they're good at this. They're good at this. Okay, they're bad at this. They're bad at this. They're bad. He could at least work on the things. But scrap, yeah, I think that you, I think that you have to say, listen. Like the hand yeah, placement. Yeah, the listen, Lyle, yeah, listen we're gonna, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to teach you back. Mickey's talking about I'm going to get you back to mauling, guys. I'm going to get you back to that two-hand punch, hands inside, control, feet, all that. You know, that's where I, 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 I think there's some pride in this group, too. You know, oh, yeah. I, I think I think this group is also looking at each other and saying, "Okay, we just got a coach fired," mm-hmm. and, and say what you want. I mean, it, 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 their play ultimately was not good enough for the owner and general manager. They had to make a decision or make a choice, and they made the choice to get rid of the coach. And that that's on the players. And that, that is ultimately on the players. Now, it, it it we talked about fits and all that stuff, but you know that 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 is a group. They have to, and hopefully they see this as an opportunity. Like, okay, breath of fresh air, Mark in the room, HUD helping out. Oh, this ought to be interesting. Now let's go out and play some football. If they don't do that, this season won't be good enough. This season will not be good enough. This 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 team will go on its offensive line. That's this is where it's like to go in and getting a receiver. It's just like going to getting a receiver. The owner's trying to help the the, the quarterback. He's trying to help the offense. He's trying to help the defense. Now he's trying to help the offensive line. 
He's trying to say, okay, I understand. I get it. We're not playing well enough. My assessment is we're not playing well enough because of the, of the offensive line coach. I'm changing that guy out. He's doing everything he can to get this team in a position to compete. And if it's good enough, we'll see it. If it's not, then the evaluation starts at the end of the year. A quote from Jerry Jones from his radio show this morning on the fan. You're on the spot a little bit when either playing or coaching our offensive line because that's an area we want to be a symbol of what this team is about. I'd say after seven games, we weren't getting the job done to the standard. Yeah, that's what Jerry said. And flat. And, And you know what? Could have said that after week three, week four. It was obvious. Yeah. Everybody wanted to come up with a narrative that, oh, the quarterback can't read the field. The quarterback yeah. can't throw straight. You know, you, you got to go for it on fourth and one in Houston because this, this uh, team is built on the offensive line. The offensive line is the strength of the team. Well, the offensive line wasn't getting was the job not, done. Right. And, and you That's know, fair. the offensive coordinator doesn't know how to know, suddenly doesn't know how to call plays. Well, the whole thing starts right there, and everybody avoided that. No one wanted to talk about the we offensive didn't, we line. We didn't want to believe that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's. I know I didn't want to believe there that. There was too many people coming up with other stuff when you saw the root of the evil. And it was the offensive line not playing to the level we've been used to seeing. And the other thing, I don't know how long this is in play, this decision they made back, dating back to last week, but the Washington game had to be the trigger for this uh, in large part because it's not just the pass protection. It's I think Zeke's yards per carry is the second lowest he's had in his entire career in a game. First half, he had 13 yards on 10 carries. Yeah, and it's not all on him. I mean, I think – and I didn't see a ton of, you know, loading the box all the time either. I just think they got and, and Jason Garrett spoke to it last week. The communication up front was better. They just got beat up front by a really good defensive line. And it's like, okay, something's got to change. And we several, gotta... several, uh, basically they were chunk plays on offense got eliminated because of holding penalties. Holding yeah. penalties as Man. well. That was huge. That yeah. was on the line. All right. We're just getting started here on Talking Cowboys, 888-855-2297. The number to call, and we'll take your calls when we come back in a moment. Essilor has been helping Cowboys fans see better since 1972 so they don't miss a moment on the field. Get glasses with Essilor's best vision, clarity, and protection with the Essilor Ultimate Lens Package. Three innovative technologies in one lens. For a limited time, you can double your lenses for free when you purchase the Essilor Ultimate Lens Package and get a second pair of frames. Find a participant participating eye care professional and details by visiting EssilorUSA.com. That's EssilorUSA.com. Terms and conditions apply. If you're like me and you love... I mean, if you have a... ...thing, then cutting the cord is scary. But then I found out I could switch to DirecTV now and still get the live sports I love. No satellite needed, no bulky hardware, no annual contract, just... Get the live sports you love. Try DirecTV now for $10 a month for three months. Visit DirecTVNow.com. DirecTV Now. More for your thing. That's our thing. Use code REALDEAL. Limited time. Price for a little, little package. After three months, we use monthly at full price. Currently minimum $40 unless canceled. Prices may change. New subscribers only. Cancel any time. Content varies by package and may be limited. Restrictions apply. A man's Stetson doesn't just protect him from life's elements. It projects an unstoppable and legendary spirit, just like the men wearing silver and navy on the field every Sunday. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. They are still the official crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find Stetson hats in the pro shop or at Stetson.com today. Dr. Pepper is the one you crave. But how do you explain that craving? Imagine being shipwrecked on a desert island, alone. Glass-like curls of surf pound the shore with Dr. Pepper-colored waves. Surrounded by desire, but you can't drink it because it's the ocean. Fish live in there. The only thing you want is Dr. Pepper, and you can't have it. Now that is a Dr. Pepper craving. Dr. Pepper, the one you crave. Back to Talking Cowboys. Yeah, nestle those boys in Tommy John, the softest, most supportive underwear out there. They're feature-packed, and they feel amazing, and if you disagree, they're backed by the best pair you'll ever wear, or they're free, guaranteed. Plus, shop exclusive Cowboys underwear at TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys for 20% off your first order. That's TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys. Cowboys return home to AT&T Stadium Monday Night Football. This coming Monday, when they take on the Tennessee Titans, don't miss your chance to see the Cowboys live at AT&T Stadium. Tickets on sale now at DallasCowboys.com. And 
You can experience Rally Day at uh, presented by SeatGeek on Sunday. Tour the stadium, see Dallas Cowboys alumni and the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders. Even play on the field. Visit attstadium.com slash rallydays for details and to get your tickets today. We're going to take your phone calls here on Talking Cowboys as the Cowboys get back to work. As I mentioned off the top, the uh, players' parking lot filling up with cars. This is still an optional day for the uh, players uh, to come up here, and uh, they officially get back to work uh, tomorrow. Of course, they got a longer week this week, it being a Monday night game. Tomorrow, so Wednesday will be like a Tuesday. Thursday will be like a Wednesday, and on and on. Um, another thing on the, the coaching staff change, there were so many changes made on the coaching staff in, back in the January, February. The decision to hire Paul Alexander over Mark Colombo, Jason Garrett and everyone involved in the hiring process, there were promotions made from within the staff as well. Ben Bloom, the linebacker's coach. Yeah. Um, uh, Kellen Moore. What Kellen, was, I mean, uh, they yeah, went from Kellen player Moore, to – Keith O'Quinn. Yeah, Keith yep. O'Quinn, exactly. Yeah, uh, gets promoted to special teams coordinator. So it's not like this this staff or, or the, uh, the hierarchy here was – uh, immune from – they want to hire from within, too. But they looked at uh, – Paul Alexander, who's got 24 years experience at Cincinnati, and Mark Colombo with three years experience as a coach, and they decided to make that move, and they have quickly discovered Sometimes that, this coaching hire stuff doesn't work. Look yeah. what that's going on in Cleveland right now. Exactly. And that's yeah. a, at head coach. Right. The other you know, thing I mean, that, that I have a problem with is, yeah. you know, you make changes on the coaching staff, okay? Well, you – you only ha- have available what's out there at yeah. that time. Okay? Sure. So there, there are people that you may want to hire, but they're under contract with other teams. And yeah. so there's a limited inventory of, I, I, of candidates. I'll say this, I'm gonna, and I'll ask you this question, Bill, because you've been in the broadcasting world for a long time. Are there other broadcasters, young broadcasters you look at that you would like to work at work, work with? Sure. I mean, do you have an idea? Yeah. See, that's that's my that's something that I always myself when I was involved, I took a great deal of pride in knowing who the guys were yeah. around the league, the, and knowing <laughs> scouts, and knowing minorities, and knowing you know I, I I've had people I've had people ask me from other teams because I do, and I'm not trying to brag or pat myself on the back, but I've I've had really I, I'm going to be honest, Jeff Lurie knew nothing about Andy Reid until I told him about Andy Reid. He knew nothing about Andy Reid. I'd worked with Andy Reid. You know, I'd, I'd known Andy Reid for a long time. I knew what kind of coach he was. So, I mean, that was an easy one for me. Andy was a quarterback coach, tight end line coach, all that stuff. You know, he's a guy that deserved an opportunity to be a head coach. And you look, but you, I think that we all in our profession want to have people in mind. Mm-hmm. You know, it's shame on them if they didn't have, right. you know, a guy that or two that they said, you know what? And you're right. Guys are under contract and stuff, but there are also opportunities. You know, I, I remember uh, John Harbaugh was a special teams coach at University of Indiana when we got him as a special teams coach in Philadelphia. I mean, there, there's guys you have lists of guys you'd like to work with, and I'd like to hope that they had the same kind of thing going here. They just made a mistake, like Mickey was saying, with with the fit, and I and I agree with him 100. percent That to me was not a good fit for this organization. I've never understood, uh, whether it's a college football, even high school level, whatever it is. Yeah. If you're in a position to make hires, okay, right, and you have to anticipate that your head coach or your, in this case, an offensive line coach, right. you may make a move to, and you need to have a handful of candidates that you, this, these are guys that I yeah. would want. And so you're always looking for that. Those type people out there. I've never understood See, search committees and people will throw. Yeah, you're right. If if an athletic director has to hire a search committee, he doesn't Why, need to be your AD. Exactly. He doesn't need to be your AD because oh, his responsibility. His responsibility. But well, what it, does Will McClay always have? He has a short list for personnel roster wise. Exactly yes. right. Something happens. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to go to A, B, C, yeah. and D. Exactly. And that's, whether, and that's whether his running back gets hurt or his third string tackle, offensive tackle gets hurt. He's got to have a or, ready. List of guys to or he loses here. his Midwest scout. That's right. You know, you got to have he, a list. And that's why he brings in guys for workouts. Yeah, like absolutely. last right. week. Everybody's absolutely. going, well, why didn't, they, why didn't they hire these guys or why sign didn't they them. sign them? Yeah. It's like, well, okay, but I'm doing my research. You know, yeah. I've always, uh, God, I wish I could tell you how many sports editors I've had over the years yeah. and they've changed, right? Yeah. And the new guy comes in and 
and, and he wants all his own people. Yeah. Well, the key thing is, can you come in and take what you get? Because you yeah. don't always get your own people. Right. You know, they're maybe they don't want to move. Maybe yeah. they don't they don't like you as much as you like them. <laughs> yeah. Right? No, that's fair. No, and, and but you 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 got to work with what you got. You can't just you know. And and I think that's always important, not I'll, just. Rob, why are you laughing? I just uh, is there a sports editor or two you didn't like so much? I can give you about <laughs> five or six. I, the, the shorter list would be the ones that really knew what they were doing yeah. over the years. That's okay. right. All so, right, Alan is not Tampa. Wrong. You're next up here on Talking Cowboys. Hello, Alan. Good morning, gentlemen. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Um, I want to make a, a comment or two and then ask a question. And I guess the uh, the couple of comments are. I, I do commend the Cowboy organization for trying to address the different issues that we are all concerned about, about why the offense hasn't been functioning as it should. And to go out and get a number one receiver, to now address the offensive line um, and the way that they're doing, uh, I'm, I'm happy about that as a fan, that they're taking action. But my question is, uh, and, and about Amari Cooper, I just want to say that I think the uh, res- whether that's a great decision or a bad decision is going to be like any other draft pick. Uh, if we consider him a number one draft pick, a number four pick in the draft, if he performs like a number four pick in the first round, I think we'll all be happy that we got a wide receiver at number four, whether that pick came this year or three years ago. If he doesn't perform like that number one pick, I think we're all going to be upset that we don't have a number one draft choice next year. Yep. But my question is about <laughs> – I need your guys' expert opinion on what you're seeing about Dak Prescott. If we come back to the quarterback, they've addressed the offensive line. Now they're addressing the receivers. When it comes to the quarterback play, Mickey asked that question a couple of times. You know, what's different between Dak Prescott now and through the first year and a half of his Cowboy um, career? And I know when I go back, I think about his decision-making in the pocket ever since that uh, middle of the year, ever since that Atlanta game, and some other games, he definitely seemed to be, from the casual fan's perception, quite rattled. And when he gets back in the pocket and the pressure starts coming in around him, this is when it looks to me like he's really not performing like an NFL quarterback needs to. And the question that, Brian, you watch so much tape, what I'm wondering is, do you see a guy who isn't making NFL quarterback decisions that you need to be able to do under pressure, or, or is, is it more that he's rattled, that he is just uncomfortable and looking around too much, and he can't find the open receivers? And that's what I can't tell sitting at home from my couch what the bigger problem there is. So I, I would really love to hear your opinion on that. All right, thanks, Alan. I think the owner answered one of your questions, yeah. why he's looking around. If, if guys aren't immediately open... I mean, they wouldn't have gone and spent a first-round pick on a wide receiver. And, and you know the other thing? Would they have just gotten any receiver, or was this something they thought they could take advantage of? Like, if Amari Cooper wasn't available, yeah. were they trading for somebody Demarius else? Thomas. Yeah. Yeah. 31 years old? Yeah, I, I wouldn't have given up a first no. round. Pick yeah, I don't for think that, they'd have right? gone that route. So the, the the question is, did they see something they thought they could take advantage of for not only now but the future? That sure. maybe he was good enough, and this is my guy. He's twenty four years old. Or would they have traded for a Larry Fitzgerald? Just, not that he was available or right. will be available, but would right. you have done that? Right. A guy that is at the end of his career. So I think they just saw an opportunity to try to take advantage of not necessarily going, oh, my God, i got to have somebody and, and give up a first-round pick. I think it had to – availability and need had to coincide. And the yeah. skill set was a fit for what they needed. But there's a reason yeah. why the guy's yeah. looking around in the pocket, right? Yeah. And, 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 and rattle? Well, yeah, if you got hit 46 times and taken down 23 times, do the math. That's 70. That's 70 hits. On your quarterback. That's way too many. I actually give him credit for hanging in there and trying to make plays when he's getting hit a lot. You know, this last game was an example. He kept hanging in there, and the protection finally kind of cleared up those last two drives, and lo and behold, 
they're in a position to go tie the game. That's why that stupid net, next-gen stat is BS about, oh, he's had the best protection. He gets 3.00 whatever seconds. Well, the reason is is because he's got to hang in there for forever loving time just to try to get a pass off to somebody. What's his biggest fault? If you had to just pick one. Holds the ball too long. Yeah, oh, the, real good. Why is he holding the ball too long? No, we just That's went just through his, the, his instincts. His instincts. So he didn't have he he had instincts in a rookie year, and he had instincts his first eight games last year, and suddenly those instincts have gone away. No, that was his biggest fault coming out of school was that he held the ball too long. Thirteen and three. So it was a fourth round pick. Thirteen and three. Oh, I understand that. No, but you can overcome it. Bill, what do you got? I mean, what's this? What do you, if you had to, if you, I mean, if you, I mean, I'm not trying to blast the guy. I'm just saying if we could work on one thing, you know, and, and, and Mickey's right. The, the guy, he's, I give him, and Rob, you're right too. I give the guy credit. There's, there should be a lot more sacks. How many, he's escaped a lot of bad situations. He's, pers- he's perfected that spin move he's, that Romo yeah, used to have. Yeah, he's, he's gotten, I'm trying I to think. I think he's throwing from different platforms, maybe. You yeah. know, he's uh, he he seems like to be the type. Yeah, the, he seems to be the type that he needs to have his feet. He has to have the proper technique in order to throw accurate passes. And yeah. so he he needs a clean pocket. Okay, yeah. and so it's, it helps ninety eight percent of the quarter. Right, exactly. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, I mean, we saw it even in his rookie year. Remember yeah. the game against the Eagles in midseason? He right. was not sharp, and he, he let him back in that game. Sure, but he was able to, and, and it leads to one of his greatest strengths: his is, competitiveness. His competitiveness, yeah. and he will work at it. He, to, it, he's and, got tremendous desire. And There's he, no question and, about that. But it is is a, a desire and a willingness in practice to work on his. His foot placement right. and so forth, you know, yeah. and his technique in order to correct an issue, but he's not a. He doesn't seem to me to be a natural passer. Well, passer, you yeah. know, in a lot of ways. I mean, like for instance, it's not. It's not fair to compare to Mahomes. No, but you see, Mahomes, Mahomes is not a natural passer, though. If you look but, at the way he throws, but you, he's more of a um, street ball guy. He is a very street ball guy, you know. And, he is. and Dak he, is not so much. Although I'm seeing signs, I think he's improving along those lines. And even against Washington, I thought that that was one of his better games as far as being able to throw off different platforms and so forth. And are we just asking him to do something he just might not be capable of doing? But again, I think he's uh, improving at it. Yeah. It kind of gets back to what Garrett was talking about. I go back to what you said before, and I agree with you. I don't expect Dak to be a 300-yard passer. I don't think that's his game. game. Yeah, that's not his game. I think think what worked in 2016 is what needs needs to work for – but, you know, you could say that about, like you said, 97% of the quarterbacks in the league. There's a small handful of guys, and we watched a few of them the other day. They're in the bye week. Just put it on my shoulder. I'll do it. You know, I I think – and maybe some of this too is Russell Dak. Wilson right now. That's another one. Yeah, uh, Dak's in that group that you know you need a supporting cast around you. And I don't know if that's yeah. necessarily a huge criticism. That's yeah. just that's just kind of a fact for most quarterbacks in the NFL. Jim, think- Jim McMahon won a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was not a pure passer. No. Right. He was right. kind of he's Even kind of Dak. That was my next point. Was he's kind of could, Dak. You, yeah. You know, Alex Smith. Is that's one of his greatest traits? Five he, and two. I don't think he's thrown for over two hundred yards and, the last but, but three he, weeks. But he's won in the yeah. league. Oh yeah, and, and a lot of games. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we last week we were t- we were talking about he's the, like the third winningest quarterback in the regular season since twenty twelve in the league. I think this guy depends on so much around him. I just think that's the I think that's the biggest thing. I think that's why the owner general manager did what he did to try and get the receiver because he knows how dependent this quarterback is. That the quarterback's not going to be technique sound. You know, he's going to have his faults standing in the pocket and not seeing everything and stuff like that. He needs help. He needs guys that can get open. So, well, who doesn't? No, I, I'm just saying, though, him more than others. Him more than others. Go back and watch the documentary we did on Dak Prescott. We have the war room footage of the conversation that they were having when they drafted him. And the conversation was, how is he? Di- Jerry asked Jason, how is he different than these other quarterbacks? And he said, the difference between him and Jason said, the difference between him and Jared Goff is Jared Goff is about a second and a half faster in his release. And in the NFL, that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. And then Jerry asked, well, how do we compensate for that? And he said, well, we have a running game. We do this play action stuff. Like yeah. We look at what Carolina is doing with Cam Newton and some of these other running quarterbacks, and that'll be our plan. And then Jerry's like, let's do it. 
So that was the plan all along was for him to utilize him in other ways other than just be a pocket passer. Very good, Kent Garrison. Let's go back and watch that. No, it's a good. You won an Emmy. Yeah, check it out. Oh yeah, it did. Yeah, by the way. check it out. The documentary. No, I just, I just, you know, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm just kind of feel like he is what he is. I think he's always going to work hard. I think he's always going to compete. I think he's going to make some incredible plays with his feet, and the, you know, him throwing on the move. But maybe we're asking him to be something that he's not. Well, think, think about it. How many guys in the league have that? the quick release of a Jared Goff or an Aaron Rodgers or a Drew Brees. I mean, how many of Tom Brady, I mean, how many of those are there in the league? Well, think about even with a quick release, how do you keep Drew Brees from throwing for 200 yards, Minnesota Vikings? Yeah. He threw for a hundred and something. Mm-hmm. 120. Yep. First time in like a hundred years. Yep. How did, the, <laughs> how, how did the Cowboys, when they beat New Orleans, how did they beat them? Yeah, they beat up Drew they Brees. They beat up Drew Brees, yeah, right? That's sure the did. key. So if you keep a clean pocket, yeah. all these little faults go away, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, it's pretty simple. You know, we don't have to come up with stuff. Yeah. Everybody thinks Eli Manning's done, and, you know, he's down. He's he on threw the down. for 300 yards he's on and the, got beat. He's on the downslope of his career. Obviously, he's approaching 40 years old. But if he had more protection with those <laughs> weapons, I, th- I think you might be – there would be an entirely different narrative in New York right now. What did he get sacked Sunday? Was it like five or six times? He threw for 300 yards. Washington's how, is, how is Jared Goff before they uh, redid their offensive line? Well, they, the they, 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 they got changed Todd Gurley and yeah. a bunch of receivers. Right. But they also got Andrew Whitworth at left tackle. Yeah, they went out. They went out yeah. and changed that all up. They got they got rid of Jeff Fisher, which really helped. Yep, yep. Yeah. All right, we continue on talking Cowboys in a moment. <laughs> You're like I me, and you that. love. I mean, if you have a thing, then cutting the cord is scary. But then I found out I could switch to DirecTV now and still get the live sports I love. No satellite needed, no bulky hardware, no annual contract. Just get the live sports you love. Try DirecTV now for $10 a month for three months. Visit DirecTVNow.com. DirecTV Now. More for your thing. That's our thing. Use code REALDEAL. Limited time. Price for a little, little package. After three months, we use monthly at full price. Currently minimum $40 unless canceled. Prices may change. New subscribers only. Cancel anytime. Content varies by package and may be limited. Restrictions apply. It's time for tailgating with the OtterBox boys. The OtterBox that builds those crazy protective phone cases? Yup. And now they're changing the side dish game with the OtterBox Trooper Soft Cooler. Lightweight, mobile, and leak-proof, Trooper is perfect for blitzing a crowded parking lot with a Frito pie. Amazing. Hey, you think I could fit my seven-layer salmon salad into the Trooper cooler? Yep, but please don't. And that's been Tailgating with the Otterbox Boys. Learn more about the Trooper soft coolers at otterbox.com. While a player could look good on paper, it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. That's why the Cowboys rely on more than just stats and scouting reports when building their team. When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than just specs and features. You've got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. Experience one for yourself. Visit myjohndeerdealer.com slash football. It can be hard to find the right resource for learning about important financial matters. You search how to build savings, you end up reading about the one weird ingredient from supermarkets that can make you taller. That's why Bank of America built BetterMoneyHabits.com, a safe little corner of the Internet for answering your financial questions. Full of simple videos and tips, Better Money Habits can show you how to make the most of your money without resorting to random searches that always seem to lead to unbelievable photos of childhood stars grown up. To learn more, visit BetterMoneyHabits.com. Essilor has been helping Cowboys fans see better since 1972 so they don't miss a moment on the field. Get glasses with Essilor's best vision, clarity, and protection with the Essilor Ultimate Lens Package. Three innovative technologies in one lens. For a limited time, you can double your lenses for free when you purchase the Essilor Ultimate Lens Package and get a second pair of frames. Find a participating eye care professional and details by visiting EssilorUSA.com. That's EssilorUSA.com. Terms and conditions apply. Back to Talking Cowboys. Want to use what the pros use, what the boys use, what we use. Jack Black is the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys and Talking Cowboys. Get your Jack Black Playmaker for JB Faves plus a full size lip balm for just 10 bucks with free shipping at jackblack.com. Use the code Cowboys. 
Big 12 Championship returns to AT&T Stadium December 1st. Be there when the top two football teams in the Big 12 face off to become the conference champion. Get your tickets now at SeatGeek.com, the official ticketing provider of AT&T Stadium. Who will play Oklahoma and Arlington on December 1st? Is that part of the liner? Was that in there? It should be. It is. It should be part of the liner. I'm setting up for a Texas Tech upset of OU. This okay. Saturday, we're having just, a party at our house. Yeah. My wife is a Texas Tech grad. Sure. Oh. My nephew, who lives here, is a Tech grad, uh-huh. and then I've got two daughters who went to OU, and so yeah. we're going to have a watching party. On you guys got like a wrestling with, ring out there. Yeah, we got the big green egg. Uh, we're going to oh, have yeah, a pizza party. Pizza, uh, there you go. Yep, on the big green egg on Saturday to night go. to watch the game. Yeah. So. Better chance of losing to Tech or Oklahoma State. Or West Virginia. Or West Virginia. I don't worry about West Virginia. I worry. I could, I West Virginia's quarterback. You worry about West Virginia? Oklahoma State. I'd worry about Oklahoma State. Bedlam's. Bedlam's but I think different. it's in Norman. That didn't matter. You guys lost to Iowa State in Norman yeah, last we year. Lost you almost Tyreke, lost to, we, almost well, lost we to lost Army. Army. Tyreek Hill in Oklahoma State <laughs> in Norman when Bob Stoops kicked <laughs> a second time to him. Yeah. Hmm. You remember that? Hmm. I remember. Oh, you had a. Oh, you had. They punt. It's like the last minute of the game. Two 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 stupid pills and a cup of Gatorade. They 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 <laughs> they, they were at the OSU forty yard line. Yeah. Punted, and Tyreek Hill had a fair catch oh. at like the ten yard line. Took the penalty. There was a running into the kicker call. Moved it up. That did not give him a first down. And Bob Stoops elected to kick again to Tyreek Hill, and he ran it back ninety yards for a touchdown. Big game, Bob. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> As big game Bob did that? <laughs> he did. So what did I heard discussion? What did Texas Tech do in like punt formation or field goal formation? They ran some trick play on Texas. They haven't played Texas yet. Well, who? Texas, no, Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State. Oklahoma okay. State. I don't know. I don't. I don't. And that's what caused the the. the no, the, no. Oh, what they, happened they, at they, the end of the game? They was, punted. They ran motion. What they, did they, they do? They they oh moved, yeah that's right they that's moved right. guys around. No, what they they set up in, they set up in punt formation, and then they and no one was down in a three point stance. Otherwise, it mm. would have been a penalty automatically. You mean none but of the offensive not, none of the offensive linemen? But what they did they then all rushed to the line of scrimmage like they were going to run a play, and um, they like said the it was punter a, and, the, and the official and, and so Texas player I guess jumped jumped and. Um, the officials said it was a legal play. Yeah. The, but what Texas contended was the right guard for OSU made a move, yeah. like simulating a snap, yeah. whatever. He made, he moved to his left when all that happened. And so – Once again, I, it's officials, Mickey. You right. know better. Hmm. And so it should not have been – it, it should have been a false start. It should have been a false start. Texas got screwed on the play. And yep. then OSU, I think, maybe scored on that yep. possession, whatever. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. so Tom Herman went ballistic mm-hmm. more than one time in yep. that game. Absolutely. Been better than the coaches getting at each other. Yep, yep. All right, we've got Palmer in Georgia next up on Talking Cowboys. Hello, Palmer. Hello, gentlemen. How are you? Great. Good. Hey, here's – here's uh, I'm a casual observer, right, but here's my stuff on Dak Prescott. I've owned restaurants for years, and with hiring people and training people – one thing you have to have in the restaurant business is a sense of urgency. And I've come to find out the hard way. Urgency is not something you can train. And I would assume that anticipation is not something you can train either. I think you have anticipation and urgency or you don't. And if you look at Dak Prescott's throwing chart, you don't see anything in the middle. There's no crossing routes. There's nothing, no deep end slants. And that's, Brian, isn't that anticipation to be able to throw the ball 20, 25 yards to a receiver in the middle of the field? Don't you have to anticipate the throw? Yeah, you do, but you also have to anticipate when the guy makes his break, there's going to be some separation there. Understood. And and I'm really excited that we have Cooper because we're about to find that out, right? Sure, absolutely. If if you get to this game and you see separation there, and but you don't see the accurate and the anticipation, then then you've then you've done your your due diligence. You've now figured okay, that and out. Ne- and then my next question with with Colombo is last the last game against Washington, I saw one toss sweep the whole game to Ezekiel, 
And went into the, the boundary. Side of the field. Yeah, went to the boundary. It was the short side of the field. Right. right. Are we going to see more wide runs, some tough sweeps, hopefully to the wide side? And with that, I'll get off and listen. I appreciate all you guys do. Thank you. You want some holding calls? <laughs> Chop block. Yeah. Do you want tight ends getting compressed? You know, that was another problem that they had. You know, if you if you can't capture the edge, it's hard to run the ball on the edge. And that's been a little bit of an issue. You but know, you do have linemen that can get out in space. You do. Yes, well, you they do. were better on the move. They are better on the move. There's but, no question about that. But remember what kind of defense Washington plays. Three, four. They got five guys on the line of scrimmage. Big defensive ends. It's and hard to get outside. on the outside. Yeah, it was. It was. I got to give Preston Smith and and Kerrigan a lot of credit. You know, they he, they do. You know, those were two really good players. We knew that going into the game. You know, this challenge this week will be just as you know, just the same. You know, with with what uh, with what Tennessee presents. This Jural Casey, who plays like as a defensive tackle, he's just as disruptive as any guys I've seen this year. One of so, the most underrated players in the league. There's no question about years. that. No question about that. Derek Morgan's a good player. I mean, they've got some guys up front. The Cowboys are going to have their hands full, you know, if they don't block this front. Brian Arakpo is part of this uh, this team. So, yeah, it's going to be about they're going to have to find a way to get some push, especially if they're going to run the ball on the edges. And that a little bit, not a little bit, a lot of it has to do with the way that the tackles and the tight ends have, have handled that right now. It just hasn't been good enough. And you know, we've we've. Uh, I shouldn't say it, it, it. It seems like to me that on the road again, they've had the more problems running the football than they have at home. We've seen them run the ball on the edges with some success. I felt like in the Lions game they had some success uh, running the football. I felt like in the Jacksonville game they had some success running the ball on the edge. But when they've gone on the road, it just has not materialized like it needs to. And a lot of it has to do with what's going on as a point of attack blocking. Okay. Or does it have to do with the opponent? Opponent's good, no question. I, yeah, that's what I'm, I'm. All right, I'm hearing this this excuse, whatever it is, that they're playing on the road and it's different. Whatever, no. it's not that different. No, the I opponent's mean, been very, very good. The defense yeah. have been the, better. The, the defenses right. they played have been better. Clearly, and, and, better. and everybody thought Jacksonville was it, right? Well, they're still. Did they lose? They're not. They did. They did. I, they, I, their I personnel Jackson, is still good. I thought Jacksonville's good. defense was very good going into this game. They still have really good did. personnel. Really and that was, and that, to me, that gives that's impressive what they were able to do. I'm giving them credit for it, but I'm just saying I, that that kind of debunks the the trend for me. It's all about who they're facing on the road because I, I still am very impressed with what they did against Jacksonville. I don't, I don't, I don't, I can't put my finger on why it's different on the road. I really don't because crowd noise. You know, the run game's supposed to travel. You know, it's really not supposed to be that it's much a of a Nate an Newton issue. line, yeah. You know, um, so if the other guys are better than you, sometimes it doesn't travel. I think this they took advantage of Jacksonville's aggressiveness on defense. That's I a thought, great, that's I a thought great that's point, what yeah. they needed to do going into the game. We talked about mm-hmm. that. I felt like they needed to take advantage of their aggressiveness and the lighter linebackers, for mm-hmm. sure. Right. Yeah. And they were able to do that. Good for them. Got to win. It was like everybody, everybody was, you know, kind of, well, not everybody, but Drew Locke was getting sacked by Kentucky. Yeah. Well, guess who was doing Who's the Drew Locke? Guess who was doing the – don't start. <laughs> Guess who was doing the sacking? The guy from Kentucky that's leading the SEC in sacks. Yeah. He got two. There's a reason why Can he leads the league. you give us a name? League. I can't remember the guy's name. I, I haven't seen to say I've got to help the draft show. Maybe no, Allen, I get, something like no, that. No, no, and he's Mickey's right, though. Mickey's right about the player. Guy's pretty good. I haven't seen him yet. I've watched several players, but I haven't seen this Kentucky – Defensive end that's been outstanding. I don't know if he's a Who's senior. Who's the uh, – all right, name two Kentucky football players who have made it in the NFL. Randall uh, Cobb, I'll give you one. Yeah. Uh, who's another one? Who's a high draft pick? Still? Who's is it still plays in the, in the NFL? No, oh, it still plays in the NFL. Yeah. Antonio Davis. Who's, who's, an, who's an edge rusher? Walter McCarty. And Bud Dupree? Bud Dupree. Yeah. Yep. That's right. So they're the next Bud Dupree yes. in Kentucky. Yes. Okay. All right. Let's go to Joe. Joe in Maryland. You're next up on Talking Cowboys. Joe. How's it going, guys? Great. Um I was at the game in Landover and I had a front row view of seeing our quarterback run for his life. Um I'm also will be at the game uh this <laughs> Monday night in Dallas. So I'm really excited to come down. Last time I got to meet Mickey, uh, hopefully I can get to, uh, to meet Mr. Brian Broaddus. But to uh, get to my point, 
Um, I, I really like the move with Amari Cooper, but um, on all of the shows and all of the social media, it seems to be like everyone thinks that our offense is a run-first offense, which I think is bogus because we no longer have that 2016 offensive line. The offensive line is terrible besides Zach Martin. Um, I would like to see it get back to similar to the 2014, which was more balanced, where you had an 1,800-yard rusher wide receiver on the on the edge so i was wondering if you guys think that with adding cooper that the cowboys will be more more frequently able to, to throw it down the field and, and get some heat off of zeke and i'll hang up and listen and hopefully i get to see all you guys on monday night thank you all right we'll, joe we'll look for you um how do you think defenses are going to play him Cooper. They gonna man him? I, you know what? I need to feel, I need to go back and really really study this and see. You know, we talk about how really stacked. I think that linebackers have been playing tighter. I think that safeties have been playing near the line of scrimmage. You know, if you're a Cowboy fan and the team, you got to hope that you can back some people out of there. But you got to prove to them you can make some throws. Right. You know, you got to. And I know you were talking about just air the damn thing out and go for it. I'm, I'm with you on that. I'm also though the previous uh, the caller before was talking about the in routes and the cuts and things like that. Yeah, I'm all for if you can get the ball down the middle of the field. I think that would be. Uh, I think that would be very helpful. But I also think that watching Tennessee play, they really struggle when they play zone defense. They give up some big plays when when you when they play zone, they give up some big plays. Now I'll tell you another thing: they give up, they give up some long passes. Playing man, people have taken shots. I mean, in the last three games: Chargers, Baltimore, Philly. Those games I've watched, every team has taken a shot down the field and hit a play. The Chargers opened the game in London with a pass that was for a touchdown on a deep on a deep ball, you know, against a Dory Jackson. So this team is going to offer the opportunity to make some plays down the field. Are you good enough to do it? That's the question you have to. It, and if they're not, then it's going to be another one of those tight games. It's going to come down to the bitter end. But this team will allow you to make some plays, and I think that Amari Cooper can make some plays. You know, if you go back and watch this guy play against Tennessee last year when they opened the season, he made plays. A lot of the same guys out here in coverage. Malcolm Butler's a little bit different. He's from New England. But still, I mean, they, they've got to prove to people they can complete some passes before they do anything. Have you like taken a close look at Tennessee's defense? How do they play their corners? They do. They, they can say they when they play zone, they're they're a disaster. Who's playing? Uh, they've used a got... lot. Yeah, they've used a lot of different. Dory Jackson has been off and on as a starter. Logan Ryan has been off and on as a player and there, and Butler's been playing as well. They've got an. They've got a guy. Their safety, uh, Kevin uh, Byard is Byard. is he's good. He's a he's guy. a good player, and you know they got Kenny Vaccaro now. Yeah, and he has not been playing. He's been banged up. They've been using uh, they've been using Kendrick Lewis at safety in his spot, and he hasn't been very good. There's some plays to be made against this group. You just got to go out there and make some plays against these guys. In my opinion, if you don't, then like I said, get ready for a 19 to 17 game trying to drive the ball to kick a field goal to win the damn thing. Who do they play in the slot? And the slot will be uh, – Jackson's been playing in the slot because Butler Butler and uh, Ryan, Ryan Lo, uh, Logan Ryan have been playing. And then Jackson was the starter he, he, against the – but against the Chargers, he was the slot player. Dory Jackson was the yeah. slot player. And he's a really quick-footed guy. Yep. And he's he, kind of a little bit of a gambler. Yeah, he'll in pick the way off he some played, passes, He too. will pick off some passes. Mm-hmm. But he will also miss some plays, too. But every team that I watch has opened the game with a shot down the field against this guy. And it started against Philadelphia. And, and I wouldn't be surprised if the Cowboys immediately open this thing up and take a shot down the field to see if they who get... they'll throw it to. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> hey, they did, they did it against the Giants I thought it to Michael home. Gallup. They throw did. it to Gallup. Let yeah. him get vertical on it and then use, and use Cooper the way you need to use Cooper, inside and, 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 and you know, hit some play. They just need to get some confidence that they could throw the ball successfully down the field. And this hopefully Amari Cooper brings that. Uh, to this group, hopefully Mickey's offensive line can get a little bit better protection too, so your guy's not getting hit in the face as he's throwing the ball. They're at home, all's well. 
All's well at yeah. home. Calling yeah. the W here in the gut feeling already? Yeah, why not? Well, okay. The early prediction by Rob Phillips. And uh, <laughs> y'all are going to enjoy talking about the big trade they're going to make this afternoon tomorrow here on Talking Uh-oh. Cowboys, right? You know something? What do you know? Uh, uh, we might need to, to wait till 3 o'clock this afternoon. See, they hear about that big Should we trade. we follow you on Twitter? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you going to announce something for us? See you tomorrow. Go take a shower. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about